0: Great news, House of the Dragon has announced the casting of three lead roles for the upcoming Game of Thrones prequel show. Those castings are Matt Smith of Doctor Who fame as the roguish Prince Daemon Targaryen, renowned theater actor Emma Darcy as the Realms Delight Rhaenyra Targaryen, and Olivia Cooke from The Sound of Metal to play the Dowager Queen Alicent Hightower. Adding on to these was the previous casting of Patty Considine as the Young King Viserys Targaryen, who you may know as the Mustachio Detective Sergeant Andy Wainwright in Hot Fuzz. These castings can tell the sharp-eyed something very interesting about where Hot will be going. For one thing, this is an explicit confirmation that the first series will at least be covering the Targaryen Civil War known as the Dance of the Dragons. There had been rumblings out of fans for some time that perhaps the show would start with Aegon's Conquest, or King Jaehaerys and Queen Alysanne, two of the other very popular time periods from George R. R. Martin's book Fire and Blood which the show is based on. Alas, it does not seem to be going that way. The casting of Viserys, brother Daemon, his daughter Rhaenyra, and wife Allison all but confirms what myself and others surmised months ago. The focal point of this first season will be the Dance of the Dragons. Although well, there are still questions of exactly when in the dance the show will be picking up. Many fans have noticed that in Fire and Blood, Alicent is about 10 years older than Rhaenyra, but Olivia Cooke and Emma are about the same age in appearance and in reality. This perhaps signals that House the Dragon will be following a time jump mechanic, like the wildly popular show about other English royals, The Crown, where the narrative goes forward in time by years or decades. The difference wouldn't be as noticeable when they were in their late teens and 20s, such as Emma and Livia seem to be playing, but by the time the dance starts up, there should be a visible age gap between them. By the start of the dance, Allison is around 41 and we're near a third, which again could indicate that like the crown, these are the younger versions of the characters who will be recast when they jump forwards in time or given specific makeup to make them look older. As for the castings themselves, I don't personally know much about Emma, Olivia and Patty from their work, so I can't really comment at this time about what they bring to their parts. However, I do know Matt Smith from his stint as the 11th Doctor in Doctor Who. He's also very well known these days for his portrayal in the crown of Prince Philip Mombatten, husband to Queen Elizabeth II. Perhaps the producers poached Smith or Damon after seeing him perform as Prince Philip in the exact same show they may be planning on copying in style. Also there's a rumor out of the website Illuminati that lends credence to this. In my previous video on House of the Dragon, I threw cold water on news blogs a bit until they had shown results. Illuminati has had results. On December 8th, three days before HBO broke the news, they correctly had Mad Smith being cast as Damon Targaryen. They also detailed four other roles yet to be cast. Sir Kristen Cole, Mysaria the White Worm, Rainey's Targaryen, and also the role of Sir Harold Westerling. Harold Westerling is interesting because he was Lord Commander of the King's Guard of Viserys I until his death in 112 AC, a good 17 years before the Civil War actually started. Casting Harold as a character indicates that the show may be starting well before the actual dance. The highest drama area before Harold's death would probably be in 106 AC, when Viserys' first wife, Emma Arryn, died, and Viserys decided he had to remarry. As I talked about in my Corlys Velaryon livestream, Viserys' choice, at this point to spurn Corlys Velaryon's daughter to marry the 18 year old Allison Hightower sowed a lot of the seeds of the coming Civil War. In particular, started a rivalry between Allison and Rhaenyra. Taking that all together, my guess is that the show will start right around Emma's death and the drama that unfolds from it. It's a really easy set piece to kick off the growing conflict and inform where it came from. Although another possibility is that it's noted that Allison Hightower stays beautiful and youthful for much longer than other people. so. Perhaps Perhaps they're going to stay with Olivia and Emma the whole way through the dance. When you have a character that remains beautiful while aging, it's a lot easier to use a younger actress and just claim she's older than trying to go the other way. Another hint we get is Matt Smith's casting as Damon in particular. In the fandom, Damon has many interpretations of his behavior and personality, which is on purpose by George, who describes the rogue prince as, Over the centuries, House Targaryen has produced both great men and monsters. Prince Damon was both. In his day, there was not a man so admired, so beloved, and so reviled in all Westeros. He was made of light and darkness in equal parts. To some he was a hero, to others, the blackest of villains. Self. Matt Smith, though, is not exactly who many had in mind to play the rogue prince. For one thing, his role as the Eleventh Doctor and his interactions with fans have created a perception of him being a kind, fun, caring man, which is in no way Damon Targaryen. However, Smith has also been called on to play the more savage, angry, and ambitious side of the Doctor on occasion. If you're interested in seeing him like this, I'd suggest watching the episodes A Good Man Goes to War, A Town Called Mercy, A Journey to the Center of the TARDIS, The Rings of Akatan and Nightmare in Silver. They are very different sides of his acting prowess and in those, I can see where the showrunners may have found Damon Targaryen, as well as his role as Prince Philip in The Crown. Another must-watch. Taken together, these tell us we're likely going to see both the hero and the blackest of villains from Damon at different times, which lines up pretty well with what we know about the rogue prince's life. He could be incredibly charming and sweep people off their feet with ease, but the next moment he could be a murderous villain that delighted in unleashing dragon fire and chopping off heads with Dark Sister, scheming against those around him. It's almost like a much more extreme version of Jaime Lannister. Matt Smith has shown the range to play while being the doctor as well as his other roles. The elephant or dragon in the room though is that there's a cry from fans saying that Matt Smith cannot be Daemon. One of the primary complaints is that he doesn't look like Damon, that he doesn't have the Targaryen looks or the body type to play the role. Personally, I found this curious and decided to investigate why that was happening, exactly. First off, there's not really a clear idea of what Damon actually looked like. If you search Fire and Blood, The World of Ice and Fire, the main series, even quotes from George about Damon, it's pointedly absent what the man looked like. The closest we get as readers to a description of him is that he was quote-unquote dashing, and that's really it. What color were his eyes? Were they mismatched like his mother, Alyssa, who had one violet and one green eye? Did he have her long face or dirty blonde hair? Her big ears and lopsided smile. George is conspicuously silent on the matter. What little we do know is that he was athletic and a great warrior, which gives you kind of a general idea of body type. Again, maybe something like Jaime Lannister. The more important parts of Damon's character is that the people around him found him simultaneously an attractive personality and also a terrifying one. His duality kept those around him intrigued and on their toes. George absolutely loves writing these kind of gray characters who walk the knife's edge between villain and hero. We are provided with only Four pieces of art from publications of Damon. The first is this cover from the anthology Rogues, where the Rogue Prince first appeared, and it's zoomed out quite far and kind of tough to see any features of him. The second is from the World of Ice and Mark Simonetti, who isn't really doing Damon much favors here. Damon has rather plain-looking features compared to those next to him, and he has a really cold look on his face. And these last two are from Fire and Blood. They're both action shots with the same long, flowing hair in the previous pictures, but both are from the side and kinda zoomed out and at weird angles again. Other Targaryens in Fire and Blood would get portraits and close-ups of them, so we know exactly what George intended him to look like, Damon curiously does not. So how from these images and descriptions do you get an outcry that Matt Smith can't be Damon? Well, over time there's built up this perception in the fandom that Damon is just the hunkiest hunk that ever was that he looked like this piece of artwork from Magali Vilnueva of Aegon the Conqueror. It's tough to look at these pictures, though, and the one word description of Dashing and come to the conclusion that he should look like this. And it's not like George is shy about saying which Targaryen men are otherworldly, beautiful and attractive. In fact, he uses that exact description for another daemon, Daemon Blackfire, the star of the Blackfire rebellions. In his own words the fan artist Amok, George describes him as Targaryen on both sides, Daemon had all the hallmarks of his house, the silver gold hair, the deep purple eyes, fine features of almost inhuman beauty. Daemon's friends and supporters often remarked on how much he resembled Aegon the Conqueror, or at least his likeness since none of them had ever seen Aegon in the flesh. And indeed, there was a certain similarity, though Damon wore his hair long, flowing down to his shoulders in a silvery gold mane. He went clean shaven with neither beard nor mustache. Damon looked every inch the warrior broad shoulders, big arms, a flat stomach, but he's also a man of considerable charm. I'd give him a warm smile. He made friends easily, and women were drawn to him as well. Now that sounds like what Magali drew of Aegon, and not the images we have of Damon Targaryen from George. It seems like over time, the bad boy, roguish nature of Damon Targaryen combined with the idea that he's quote unquote dashing and kind of fused with George's descriptions of Damon Blackfire into a collective fan headcanon of what this character should look like. And if you Google Damon Targaryen, you will find a lot of fan art from very, very talented artists that look much more like George's descriptions. Of Damon Blackfire and Aegon the Conqueror than the canon images of the rogue prince. Matt Smith really does not fit that fan expectation, and this has led to some disappointment in his casting. And to be fair, fan cast disappointments are common pretty much across the board in TV and movies, so this is really nothing new. The same happened when Game of Thrones was being cast. Lena Headey and Nikolai Waldo were also criticized for not looking enough like each other, nor having the ethereal beauty of the Lannister twins. Which is silly. I've been in a room with Nikolai, and he is so handsome it was like there was an actual glow coming off of him nothing can be done about it. The perception is out there that Damon is incredibly handsome and attractive and it's not going away. The showrunners will have to decide how or if they want to deal with that disconnect. Personally my curiosity has been sated. Hopefully yours too. Casting to look forward to next on House of the Dragon is the last Remaining lead of the show, the previously mentioned sea snake, Corliss Valarion. Myself and Bookshow Stud recently did an entire live stream about Corliss if you want to check that out. The website Deadline, though, has claimed Danny Sapani is the current favorite to get the part. An intriguing pick that should be a lot of fun to explore if confirmed. As well, we have to look forward to the aforementioned castings of Harold Westerling, Mysara the White Worm, Kristen Cole, and the Queen who never was, Rhaenys Targaryen. When those are confirmed by HBO, I'll be back again for some more hot D analysis. Thank you very much for making it to the end of the video. Do me a favor and do all the YouTube things. Like, comment, share, subscribe, you know the drill. If you'd like to support me in the channel, there's Amazon affiliate links in the description for special editions of Song of Ice and Fire, and also a free trial subscription to Audible. Go to audibletrial.com slash Magician to get a free month and a book from your pal Joe. And of course at patreon.com slash joemagician, where you can get access to videos early, my private slack, exclusive content, and more. Also, I wanted to thank my Archmaester-level patrons and up. Seneschal Ramona Zamphir, Grand Maester Sue the Fury, Mistress of Whispers, and my Archmaesters, Nessie the Archmaester of Valyrian Tinfoil and the Unspawn Yarn, Aaron M., Executive Assistant of the Slack, Brendan B. Fish, Right Farter of the Fandom Truth, KCD, Kate M., Lady May, Leathery Wings, Liam M., Maester Mary, Nodicast, Lady Shar, Archmaester Mullen, Oleg G., Aegon Sixth, Trueborn Heir of Rhaegar Targaryen, and Eric F.